0: Everybody knows what's going on in the world. Um, what really, as, as I've been able to dive into, you know, some of these bigger projects with you guys, um, is gaining the perspective. And and once you're once you really start experiencing this stuff, is when a you just want to throw yourself in it completely. Um, but at the same time, but you know, part of it is is very overwhelming. You know, going down there and and just seeing the need, the needs that they have. I mean, I came back and I'm like, how do I raise ten thousand twenty? Like, I just I wanted to do so much, and it's it, it can be very emotionally overwhelming. Um, but again, it's 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 finding the balance there. But that perspective that I've been able to gain just from doing these projects with you guys uh, has really lent itself to me really wanting to do more and more and more and something you know that I that I plan to do and hope to do. I think I've got it. Courage, compassion, compassion, and wonder. Courage, compassion, and wonder. Courage, compassion. Wonder. Flow, mistakes. Wonders. Love,
1: growth. Courage, compassion. Wonder. Flow, mistakes. Wonders. Love, growth. Fifty yikes in your pocket. Let's get to work.
2: Now let's get to work indeed. Hey y'all, it's Alex. Um, Here on the pod, wanting to introduce Stratton, a longtime homie from college who recently came by, talked about the holidays, the holiday-giving spirit, and uh, how he tapped into that to galvanize uh, his network to raise some support for the border, um, the migrant caravan, people who are trying to seek uh, asylum in our country. Um, He goes into detail about his own path to getting involved in community service um, and we do a little, little fun activity stuff too, get a little childlike wonder for you in this episode. Again, Stratton and um, with the help of Ava, who um, if you might have heard her in a uh, previous episode, a professor, a champion of people, um, and a lover of dogs. Ava and Stratton came together and um, really championed this effort um, over the holidays Speaking of community service, just a quick shout out. We also have on Saturday, um, February 1st, if you're listening to this um, before then, come on out at the Skid Row History Museum. It's for Bob Marley Day and Sir Oliver, who is an artist from Skid Row. He's a DJ and event planner, throws two free festivals every year. Um, this will be the fifth one for Bob Marley Day. He also does Jamaican Independence Day, and you might have seen our involvement in these two programs, um, just supporting Sir Oliver because the first time we met him, not only was he spinning bomb vinyl reggae beats, but also was just an amazing, beautiful human being uh, with so much life experience. Born in uh, Kingston, Jamaica, from the East Coast, landed in Skid Row, was unhoused, came through the rescue missions, and then now is in permanent housing, doing everything he can to put on arts programs and just uplift the community himself. I'm um, a real hero in my eyes, and everything, anything, whatever we can do to help support someone like this, we're trying to do. So if you want to come out Saturday, again, February 1st, 1 to 6 p.m., uh, come on through. It's a potluck. Uh, there'll be some reggae artists, some... Um, other types of music, art, community. And uh, yeah, just come and be, come and be with the people. Uh, yeah. All right. I'm going to stop talking now. Uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, please holler back, give us some feedback. We're practicing, we're learning how to do podcasts. This is our 13th episode. And so any feedback is super helpful. Um, if you enjoy it, if you don't, whatever. Okay. I'm going to stop talking for reals. Love you guys. Bye. All right. We like to do something uh, just like a little icebreaker on the pod. I love it. Okay. It's called a two-minute interview. Uh, it's just rapid-fire questions. And you're on the hot seat for two minutes. Okay. <laughs> I love this it. Let's first do First thing it. that comes to mind, all right?
0: All right. Are we going to go back and forth?
2: Uh, do you have questions? Yeah, I have a few. Okay.
0: Uh, wait, am I allowed to curse on, just, dude, on yeah. the yeah, podcast? You. Okay, yeah, you, good. man. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if part. I'm going to be saying stuff off the cuff, there's probably going to be some, uh, some, some cuss words there. Okay. Start the timer. Can you go first? Uh, yeah, I'll go first.
1: Okay.
2: And two minutes on the clock. Here we go.
1: Fantasy football or surfing? Surfing.
2: Ooh, Uh, what did you have for dinner tonight? Oh, what did I have?
0: Uh, I actually didn't have dinner. I had the late lunch, uh, chicken and avocado salad I made. You're on a deserted island. What's the last food you have with you? The last food, as in the food I don't want? No,
1: the food that you have to eat for oh, the rest to of eat. your time. It's gonna be
0: Thai food, Ooh. no
1: doubt.
2: Uh, a song you've been dancing to.
0: Oh, <laughs> this is a bit of a guilty pleasure, but Seven Years" by uh, Lucas Graham. Nice. I've been jamming out to that. Tight. Nice. He's got a great voice. It's a fantastic. I have no song. idea. I
2: gotta check it out now.
1: <laughs> nice. You get to play guitar with any artist, dead or alive. Who is it?
0: Oh, I have to say, um, I have to say, BB King. I think Mm. just, just listening. I mean, he's such such a phenomenal blues player. That's what I grew up on.
2: Mm. How do you self care?
0: Uh, I meditate not as much as I should, but I meditate um, and I stretch, which helps. And, and surfing really surfing by myself is, is one of the biggest things. Mm. Hot Cheetos or Funyuns? Oh, hot Cheetos. Uh, Tell us a secret. Oh my gosh. A secret. Um no, no, I'm on <laughs> Nothing. I swear nothing's coming to mind. It would have been that I sing and dance to Lucas Graham <laughs> recently. That's good. That would have been my secret. That's good. That's <laughs> I'll good. think of one and tell you guys later.
1: <laughs> All right, here's one. Who's gonna win the Super Bowl?
2: Oh Chiefs. Mm. No doubt. No doubt. Um What do you call a baby monkey who is a lot like his father?
0: A baby monkey who is a lot like his father.
2: Oh, I have no idea. A chimp off the old block. <laughs>
0: That's fantastic. That about does it for the two-minute <laughs> interview. Right. Oh, that was the best. That was fantastic. Dude, <laughs> Thank you for jumping in. Uh, sorry yeah. about the secret one. Uh, no, I, I mean,
2: the Lucas Graham uh, revelation yeah, was, yeah. Was, was pretty, pretty great. Was pretty we good. got you
1: ahead of time.
0: Yeah, you did. You yeah. did. <laughs> If
2: we uh, don't get copyrighted, I think we might make that the song for the intro of the podcast. I or love it. I don't even know what song that is. Yeah, <laughs> we'll play it at some point. Lucas Graham, I'm guessing country. No,
0: no, oh. Oh. no, no, no. Sorry, bold assumption by no, my book. I'm, so <laughs> I'm so sorry. Terrible assumption. <laughs> no, I but, think
1: there's probably artists that have a name, like, like, Lucas Graham. Lucas,
0: okay, I can see. I guess. <laughs> like, I mean, you you pointed at me like look, you thought. You look like the kind of <laughs> guy who listens to country music. Don't
2: you? Do you not listen to country at all? Absolutely not. Oh man. Not, no. I think, oh, man.
0: Our, our buddy Jeff is yeah. uh, is he he still <laughs> um, complains that I'm the last one. He I wasn't. He was never able to convert. Um, no,
2: Jeff, but, that's me too, man.
0: Yeah. Me too. Not for me.
1: Sorry about it. Yeah, zero for three over here. Um, cool, man. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh. We definitely wanted to get a chance to sit down and, and chat with you where we've jumped into the new year full steam and everybody's got a lot going on, but it's really cool to be able to kind of reflect on some things that have happened recently. I mean, we've been full forward on a lot of events and activities and different things like that, but um, some really cool stuff happened just around the holidays kind of within our sphere within our network and um we wanted to kind of bring you here and, and just kind of talk to you a little bit about that experience and just your experience in life leading up to that. Um, one of the things that we've talked a lot about for, for 2020 is really helping people become the best versions of themselves. And a lot of times people, you know, kind of have that inclination to, to want to serve more and want to give back more. And it's a very daunting thing to add to your life and, uh, and just, in that spirit of, of wanting to do more, uh, we've definitely seen lots of people giving back, but really wanted to kind of hear more about your story and, uh, and how that all came about. So do you, uh, want to give us a little bit of background? I mean, if you want to start here, might as well give us a little bit of background of the context here of, of, uh, what you did with the, um, the service project that you led uh, around the holidays.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, it started out uh, around, I want to say, um, late November, early December. I reached out to Alex and, uh, you know, wanting to uh, spend my holiday kind of uh, some sort of service. I wanted to do something bigger that that, that was uh, sort of not necessarily community outreach, but something that would help other people that wouldn't otherwise get that help. So I reached out to Alex and, and you know, obviously, you know, both of you, and I have have traveled out to to Tijuana and um, and worked with uh, the orphanage out there and so I reached out to Alex I said, hey is there any way you know even on short notice we can try get an orphanage trip going and, and try raise some money and, and bring some presents for these kids and you know for for a multitude of reasons we weren't able to to turn it around that quickly but within I want to say 24 48 hours it's crazy yeah it was it was it was like that um, uh, apparently Avon Wynn, who I would really say spearheaded this project. Um, I, I I would I would not want to say uh, that 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 I was the leader in any way. I mean this was this was her thing and she did a great job with it. But she had reached out to Alex as most people do when they have a great community project. You know to both of you guys because you guys are good with this stuff about uh, raising money for Border Angels and and raising money uh, for some of the migrant caravans that are stuck at the border that are waiting for asylum to get into the United States. Um, so again, within 24 hours of me texting Alex about the orphanage thing, he reached out to me and said, Hey, Ava reached out to me with this, you know, amazing idea and opportunity. Um, would you be interested? Should I just start a group chat and should we get talking about it?
2: You know, what's was crazy was when you texted me initially, we were in the middle of doing our community service info night and this other stuff for skid row and bandwidth is always like a big issue. Um, and so when you first texted me in my head, I was like, damn, like, I don't think we can do anything. We've already been asking people to donate for the Skid Row stuff. Like, we don't want to overly ask people to, you know, it's the holidays, it's hard. And in 24 hours, that's when Ava texted. And it was like out of nowhere. And I was like, wow, like that just out of nowhere just came together. And then it was like, damn, it really, like in terms of bandwidth, it was like, damn, Stratton and Ava can just totally run with us, you know, and. All we have to do is just share, spread the word, spread the word to people and like see what happens, right?
0: Uh, absolutely. Um, and again, it, it happened so quickly that it almost, I'm not a big meant to be kind of person, but it almost felt meant to yeah, be. Man. Um, so once once Ava kind of uh, reiterated what the project was in the group chat and I was able to jump on board, uh, you know, my first thought was, I just want to run with this. I want to throw it out to as many people as I can and see what we can do, see how big we can make it. and. Um, you know, over the next th- three, four weeks, um, I started reaching out to every friend group I had, fantasy football leagues, family, everyone. And, uh, we were able to raise a, a close to $870, yeah. um, before my contribution. Um, and I had people, you know, good friends of mine who were giving me, you know, 50, bucks. And, uh, you know, that's especially when you're buying presents for family and friends during the holidays, that's, you know, that's a substantial donation. So. Um, I went shopping, we ended up with uh, a little, I think a little over a thousand dollars in goods. And that was everything from, you know, rice, beans to clothing, um, to diapers, uh, all sizes of diapers, which, uh, they had informed us was a big need at the, um, at the shelter there. Um, and then, uh, you know, I planned to drive down. My dad wanted to join me, you know, he wanted to, he had, he had donated and he wanted to donate his time as well um, and, and we decided on Christmas Eve was, would be the day to go. Um, and, uh, you know, we drove down there and uh, first off, I love road trips anyway. So for me, that's a really fun thing. And my father and I are really close. So it was cool to kind of do that with him. And, uh, and you know, we headed out to the, to the shelter there, right across the border.
2: Had you guys ever done anything like that together?
0: No, not before. Um, you know, my dad's a very giving person, but you know, like 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 most busy people it's easier to give money than time so it's 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 tough for it's tough for anybody to find time to to really dedicate to a project like that and you know leading up to the uh to this project i had spent you know a few weeks working on our firm's uh on my firm's um, adopt a family program which takes up a lot of time as well um you know asking for donations going out shopping uh, doing all that kind of stuff so you know, the holidays are a time that people like to relax and spend time with family. So it's kind of hard to, to go against the grain there and, and, and make a lot of time for that kind of stuff. As, as selfish as that sounds, you know, it, it is a, a bit of a reality. It's real though. It's real, uh, that
1: time, time is very limited for a lot of people, right? And they're trying to compartmentalize all the things that they want to fit into their time. And so it's basically a daily choice that, people are making right they're choosing what to do with whatever time they have outside of work or obligations family um and so not only is it cool to see how you were able to donate your own time and and find that time in your own life but then people also
0: kind of stepping up and being able to recognize that and want to contribute as well exactly and you know uh, another thing people don't think about is, yeah, you're busy, but also when you're busy, you know, for someone like me, um, I, I relish my downtime. You know, I spent a lot of time by myself. I spent a lot of time reading, like that's how I keep myself centered and keep myself feeling good uh, about myself and, and, and the work that I do, which is a fairly high stress job. So, you know, it's, it's, it's harder than you think to sacrifice that downtime. Cause When you're busy, you want to take the time to relax and make sure you're taking time for yourself. So trying to find a balance between all three of those, you know, especially around the holidays when you have obligations and and friends in town and things like that, family in town. um, You know, it does it does take work. It's something you have to pay attention to. Yeah,
2: there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack. I've just been taking notes. Um, (laughs) But okay, so on that topic, you're a lawyer. Yes. It's the holidays. You're also doing an adoptive family for your work and you take on this project to go down to Tijuana, right? How'd you do it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I, I was pretty burnt out yeah. uh, afterwards. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you think, you know, it's something about the holidays. First off, you know, instills something I would say in most people, the giving spirit If you want to do, you want to do a lot. You want to do as much as you can. And so I took, I took on these projects, which, you know, I felt great about at the time. I felt great while I was doing them and I felt great after, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, you know, once you're working on this, you're, you're gathering donations, you're spending a lot of time, I mean, shopping itself, you know, for all the different items and going to different places and you know, for the adoptive family stuff, we had very specific lists as to, you know, we were working with multiple four five, six person families, children of all ages, you know, making sure that we're getting stuff for each child, everything that they need, shoes, socks, you know, outfits. I want them to look fly as well. So I yeah. want to get cool cool <laughs> shit. So it's like, nice. you know, it's you put all that stuff together and it and it really takes a lot of time. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it, it I did feel burnt out. By the time Christmas came around, all I wanted to do was sleep. Yeah. Um you know, I was I was tired. But I wouldn't trade that for the world. Um if anything, it gives me more incentive to kind of you know, spread myself out a little bit more. Uh, we spoke a little bit more about a little bit about consistency early on. Um, is not trying to jam it all into one or a little three week period and trying to do everything at the same time. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that answers your question. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, yeah, like what Kyle was saying. I think a part of the EYX mission, what we're trying to figure out, is how to move more people into service, and. This was really exciting just because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't have a life of track record of like doing these things, right? Absolutely, yeah. So the fact that you were able to, from the one Mexico trip that you took with us, and you know, you've been like coming to some EX things here and there, but the fact that you're able to turn that and the holiday giving spirit into a thousand plus dollars, you and your dad going down there... Um, I think there's a lot to learn as to like how that happened for you and I think the burnout piece is like super important to also pay attention to because I think the last thing you want and we, we talk a lot about this with like the people that we know in the community that are doing like daily like the work in Skid Row or like with unhoused people in other communities or um, in mental health like prof- the profession right? I think burnout is such an issue with people that are trying to do good work. That's why I think self care is like a really important thing to think about, and I I love that you have that Mm. sort of wherewithal of like trying to meditate or or read or surf. Like Mm. those things are so important.
0: Yeah, and um, you know, like you said, it's not something that I'm I'm good at being consistent with. You know, work is busy. I take a lot of time for myself, and I tend to throw myself in and then retract and kind of retract back into myself. So when I do feel When there is a project that I can just throw myself into, I throw myself in full force. Mm. And I decided this year, I was like, this holiday, I'm going to do everything I can. Mm. Um, But, you know, you have to have the balance. And that's something that I don't have yet. Um, I would like to be more consistent with how I spend my time working to make the community or, you know, other um, communities a better place and, and make them... Uh, just just to donate my time and, and my efforts and what I think I have to offer, which you know I think I have something to offer, um, because if I'm able to do that, then I won't have these these burnouts, these, mm-hmm. uh, you know, these I throw myself in completely and then I'm exhausted mm-hmm. and I'm sleeping for days on end because mm-hmm. um, that that's really what happened, you know, at the, at the end of the year. Um, so that's something that I've been working on, something that I've been very conscious of for a long time. Um, And something that you and I have spoken about um, a a good amount, Um, you know, and and, and something I still have to figure out. But when I do throw my time at something, I really I feel guilty if I don't give it everything I have. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what happened here in November and December.
2: How did you start to see yourself as someone who could do something?
0: Um, A lot of it stemmed from, you know, the the, uh, the orphanage work that we started a couple years ago. Um, it's, it, that's an interesting question. Cause I've always felt like I had something to offer and I always felt that I could, uh, I, I, that I had a lot to offer that I could, there was a lot that I had to give, um, to the community and, and things that I could do. I mean, I'm a, I'm a lawyer who lives in LA, you know, I have unlimited resources compared to most people in the world. There's so much that all of us can do, regardless of you know how busy we are, and it's something that I've always been conscious of. Again, it's just I've always struggled with balancing the stuff for myself and balancing, you know, what I have to give. Um, I already forgot your initial question, so I don't know where just, I'm going with just this. Just the how? Yeah. How
2: did you? Was it? So I get, I gather that you had some self-confidence of seeing yourself as like I have things to offer the world but I guess how do you move from being who someone who's passive even like why did you first say yes to the first orphanage trip right like what we're I think we're trying to figure out is what is that thing that clicks for people that then brings them from one side which is like just observing and like oh man the world's like shit's shit's fucked up like oh man maybe I can help but I, I don't know if I can to then like doing adopt a family and your own border angels project at the same time
0: yeah I I think uh, that that's a good question I think it's a Twofold answer, at least off the cuff. I think one is is the personal nature of it. It's the fact that people that I've known for years, like you and Kyle, uh, were working on this project and you know, we've been good friends for a long time now. So so to see you guys lending your time to this and understanding like, hey, people just like me or that are really close to me that have similar backgrounds are doing this stuff, there's no fucking reason why I shouldn't be able to. And I honestly think, you know, when you talk about uh getting people to to or inciting people to donate more time i honestly i have to say i think the uniqueness of what the orphanage project was um i felt that it wasn't something that a lot of people have the opportunity to do and it just sounded it's it just sounded like an amazing experience i didn't think i would fall in love with it as much as i did on that first trip um but I think, yeah, the combination of, of the personal nature of it, of, of people close to me, lending their time to a project, thinking, why can't I do that? It's right there. Uh, you know, the sort of the, the ease of, of jumping into it with you guys. And again, the, the unique nature of it and, and having a unique project like that. Um, it was sort of that combination was what really, what really spurred, spurred me on to to want to wanna jump right in. Yeah, one thing that I think we try to help people
1: figure out, even figure out within our own selves too, and we talk about this a lot with people, like Alex said, that kind of boots on the ground more than we are, is how do you make service enjoyable? How do you make the idea of service enjoyable? How do you find specific things that you care about that will be enjoyable for you to support? Um, Because at the end of the day, Like we tend as, as just human beings, we tend to gravitate towards things that we're going to enjoy, you know, whether it's, uh, things that we like to work on, hanging out with people, spending time with loved ones. And you want the service aspect to be enjoyable as well. Although you're, the whole goal is to help others. You know, you want to find the passion in it. You want to find the heart in it. Um, what are, I guess around this specific project or just in general, what are some aspects of what? you have done and what you are going to do that makes it enjoyable for you?
0: Um, when it comes to enjoyability, I think a lot of that comes after the fact is when you realize, you know, the project you've been working on is something that is really benefiting people. When I think about enjoyability, and I think a big draw for me and honestly, and I think probably for most people is sort of the immediate gratification you get from it. So, for example, when you go out to the orphanage and you're working with these kids and you see the smiles on their face, I—I I mean, it's just there's nothing like it. And and mm-hmm. when my dad and I were able to travel down to to Border Angels to the shelter, um, and and see, see, that's a Alex just pulled up a picture of me and my dad from the shelter there. Yeah, <laughs> man. These so are great, some amazing photos, man. Yeah, but um, you when you know when you're when you go out there, and you see. You see the, I mean, you see the look on these, on these people's faces and how appreciative they are, they are is, I I mean, it's something that like I see when I close my eyes, it's just, it's, it's, it's wild, but you know, at the same time you're seeing, and I'm kind of going off topic now from your question, but at the same time, what you see is a lot of the pain and a lot of, you realize as much as you're doing, it's a drop in the bucket. You know, when I was obviously there's a bit of a language barrier, but when I was talking to the to a lot of these people that were out there, both staff and people who are residents of the shelter, um, the first thing they ask is, "Do you have medicine? You know, do, do you have this? Do you have this?" Because they're in need of so much. I mean, expected, you know, because they have so few resources out there. But people with toothaches, with swollen cheeks, with you know, asking for dental medicine or antibiotics and things like that. So, you know, it, it, it it's it's a double-edged sword because you get that gratification uh and 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 you're seeing how you're helping the people, but at the same time, same with the orphanage when you leave, how sad these kids are, how bummed out they know they won't see you for a few weeks or a couple months. Um you know that that makes it, you know, it, it makes it's a hard thing to to deal with.
2: Yeah. For people who've never been to the border or you know, when they, when they hear the word orphanage, right? Like how do you help paint a picture for what you've experienced? The people that you've met there? Um, yeah. How do you, how do you bridge that gap of like knowing what that's like?
0: Well, I mean, you know, it, when we're talking about the orphanage, I mean, these kids are, are these kids are exactly the same as the kids you see at the elementary school across the street. They're the same kids you see out here. Um, you know, the, the downside is they don't have nearly as many resources as we have. Um, you know, we've, we've gone out there multiple times. I've seen the kids kids wearing the same clothes they wore at the time we came before. Um, and, you know, the people who run the orphanage out there are some of the most amazingly sweet people. They do everything they can to lend themselves to these kids. Um, but, but that's the way I think about it. I mean, you could swap, you know, these kids from the orphanage with the kids from the elementary school down the street... And they would they would be exactly the same. It's just they are put in a more unfortunate position where they lack the resources that, that we can help provide. Um, and, and that's how I try personalize it for people when I describe um, you know what we do out there and, and, and what the experience is like. I mean it's like your little brother or someone doesn't have enough food or doesn't have enough clothes or, or doesn't have you know, any personal privacy because he's packed into an orphanage whose resources are strained in that respect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I
1: guess going off that, what were some of the things that you used to describe when you were reaching out? You said you went out to like a big network of people. And I think one of the scariest things, too, is outside of service, but they go hand in hand is putting yourself out there. Right. And I think that it's something that we see a lot of people come come uh, about in different ways, but coming around to like being more comfortable putting themselves out there how did you put yourself out there to reach out to say high school friends or people that you hadn't talked to in a while or people that you maybe just partied with and say like, Hey, I remember that we used to have this good time together, but here's something I'm doing now. What were some of the things that you kind of talked about to put yourself out there?
0: What, what made it a little bit easier with these, with these projects, um, or with, with, you know, with, with this project out in December is the holidays um, people's sensibilities are always to give during the holidays so, you know, whether it's ethical or not, I tap into those sensibilities, um, generally group texts, you know, a, a little less personal is how I approached it, not less personal. I don't know if that's the right word, but, but kind of appealing. Um, I have a group text with my, with my close high school friends. I have a group text with my with my fantasy football leagues. I have group, group texts with, you know, different, uh, populations that I hang out with different friend groups that I, that I hang out with. And, you know, I, I, I drafted a a long text message and I, I really just said, Hey, I'm working on this amazing project. Um, I would like to, you know, we're trying to raise money. There's you know, there's really only so much I can do by myself. Um, you know, I know it's the holidays. I know people are asking for things, but, um, you know, if you have any, any amount of money from 50 cents to whatever to, to help us out, you know, this is something that can truly make a difference. Um, but you know, The kind of flip side of that, it's a bit of a double-edged sword because, you know, Alex and I talked about this a little bit after I went down there, is how do I keep that momentum going? You know, I was able to tap in those sensibilities and and get people to donate a good amount of money, but now that the holidays are past, that's something that I'm still trying to figure out. Hmm. Um, How do I, you know, I can't just go back to my same high school friends and say, hey, like, can you give me money again? I mean, I can but I'm not going to get the same response and, and nothing about them in particular. I just mean all, all people, you know, I'm not going to get the same responses as people, you know, give during the holidays. And that's something that I I don't, I haven't figured out exactly how to approach. Um, um, I, that's, that's an issue that, that we're still trying to figure out.
2: Kind of like how you see me and Kyle as within your initial network is like Oh, I'm interested in community service. Let me ask these guys, right? I'm just going to point out that now you've, you have now become that person for some other people for sure. Right. And um, I would say, don't underestimate the power of what that is and fully embrace this new layer of yourself that you've developed very courageously developed yourself. And I think the more we keep thinking about these things, I think, you know how things were meant to be. Like, I think the universe has a way of providing doors. And so don't be discouraged. I, I, I totally feel the magnitude of like what we're trying to embark on and like what we try to do. And I go to skid row like every week and just like, I'm overwhelmed, you know, and it's really hard to imagine what are like these grand scale solutions that'll solve them. But at the end of the day, I think it's a personal practice that you're, that you're trying to figure out right now. And, um, hopefully like we have a lot of years to like dedicate to this you know and I think well you did a thousand dollars yeah we did two orphanage trips together and we've done three total now but it's not nothing you know like I think I mean we're just like babies you know we're just starting out and trying to figure this out you know and i I think we've done mm-hmm. we've done a good we've had a good start you know there's yeah. there's much more to be done but i I, I feel very hopeful especially like we're on a podcast right now talking yeah. about this, like I yeah. meeting you in college, who we were like, yeah. I, there's no way I would have imagined us talking about these orphanages. Yeah. Not
0: yeah, I completely agree. I mean, we were, uh, you no, know, we were all obviously, obviously, you know, great people, but, um, had different priorities
1: at the different time. priorities exactly. Yes, you know, yeah. we were
0: focused on different things, which is okay. I mean, this yeah. is a time and place. But you, uh, you were journey.
1: focused. You were focused on things that at the time you were finding enjoyment in. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And exactly. for some reason, you came across something else that kind of fulfilled you in a different way. But you also found enjoyment in. And I think that's important. Yeah, the joy yeah. of it.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I appreciate that that very high compliment uh, you just gave. Um, I think one of the biggest things um, is 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 gaining that perspective. I mean, we're all. Live in a world where we understand what's going on, you know. Everybody understands and sees what's going on. You know, with the internet and, I mean, the the availability of information. Everybody knows what's going on in the world. Um, what really, as as I've been able to dive into, you know, some of these bigger projects with you guys, um, is gaining the perspective. And and once you're once you really start experiencing this stuff, is when a, you just want to throw yourself in it completely. Um, but at the same time, but you know, part of it is, is very overwhelming, you know, going down there and, and just seeing the need, the needs that they have. I mean, I came back and I'm like, how do I raise 10,000? Like I just, I wanted to do so much and it's, it, it can be very emotionally overwhelming. Um, but again, it's, it's, it's finding the balance there, but that perspective that I've been able to gain just from doing these projects with you guys, uh, has really lent itself to me really wanting to do more and more and more. And something you know, that I, that I plan to do and hope to do. Yeah.
2: And in a way that doesn't make you go into slumber for yeah. a couple of weeks yeah. after, yeah. right? Yeah. Or, right. An or maybe, yeah.
0: or maybe that's
1: the process. Right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe the process is going hard and then resting. Yeah. Right. I mean, sure. that everyone can, can do it differently. Yeah. Um, I have a kind of a question that kind of plays off of that. Uh, we talk a lot about how this goes back to your time at capacity and there's so much that we can do. We we've gone through this with this journey of EIX for a long time, never saying like this was our one issue or this was our one thing that we always wanted to to solve or to kind of full force attack at. Um, we've tried many different things, you know, the orphanage was trip was something that, through Jenny fam and Corazon on the And we kind of just tried it out and it became something great. And there's different things that we've tried that we've done once or twice. Um, but a lot of times what we've, what we find is that entrance point is, uh, us kind of helping people discover those opportunities and discovering maybe something they might care about more than they thought they did. Um, but what I love about your story and, and, and Ava gets so much credit for this too, is the idea that like, it wasn't, us saying we are doing this drive or we are doing this program, it was something that you guys personally cared about and kind of took it and ran with it. Right. And there's so, I've I've seen so many people within our community that love, love coming out to our our events and, and they give back and they just have such great hearts. Um, and I think that there's so many, so many opportunities for us to, to spread that. Right. And do you have any advice for anybody that's like, you know, they're already in service per se where they're coming to either events that we're throwing or other people are throwing, or maybe they kind of go typical routes of, of doing stuff through their church or whatever it might be, but they want to maybe start their own project or, or take it. A-
2: or even they like host like a potluck at the house and they are just a like cleaning, right? It's like on a very, also like a yeah. very easy level you can still be yeah. of service on that kind of scale too. Right.
1: There's a lot of people that you could just tell that they're they have service in their heart but maybe they haven't taken the leap to say like, I'm going to start this or I'm going to raise for this. Do you have any advice for someone that's like, instead of always being a participant, I just kind of wanted to take on a project of my own.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I guess, uh, you know, um, just off the cuff, I I, I guess I could speak to what, what really works for me and hope that some, you know, anybody who's listening can find uh, something out of that. What, what really initially spurred me into uh, you know, working on these projects was again, I kind of mentioned this earlier is, is the personal nature of it. I would su- I would say to those people and say, if you have an idea or something you want to do, do it with friends, mm-hmm. find people around you that you care about, that you enjoy spending time with. And, you know, even if, you know, it's your roommate or your buddies from high school, your buddies from college, one or two of them or three of them or, or however many, let's do this together. Let's Let's just throw something, you know, even if maybe a few of them aren't, aren't into it or, you know, it's, it's not their cup of tea, which is totally fine. You know, you'll find people that want to do that with you. Um, cause people surround themselves with like-minded people. Um, so if, if these people are already your friends and already your, you know, co-conspirators, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it makes it a lot easier. It makes it more fun and it makes it less scary. Um, you know that would be that would be a big one that I'd say. And then I, this, the second thing, I mean, which is cliche, is um, you know find what you're good at and do it. You know I am I'm I'm, f- I'm okay at organizing. What I'm really good at is grunt work. Um, I'm really good at the boots on the ground doing stuff. Like I, I can I can I can go get supplies. I can take them down. Like that's that's the kind of shit that I'm good at. And so when I saw, you know, like this project that Ava um, started, you know, proposed and started talking to us about, I was like, you know, I can raise money, I can load my, I can go shopping, I can load my car up, I can drive down there. That's something that I'm good at. That's in my wheelhouse, you know. Mm-hmm. And and so finding your strength and finding something that you're good at is really, um, you know, makes it a lot easier and takes a lot of the a lot of the pressure off. On the flip side. What, you know, I struggle with and which is why, you know, part of the reason I don't attend a lot of the actual community events that Eikes throws is that I struggle, you know, I I get very anxious in those kind of social situations, which is I, I find myself sometimes finding excuses why not to go, um... And, and things like that because that that's a weakness for me mm. and and that's that's something that I want to work on and that I'm I'm internally working on and I do come to some events to try pull myself out of that shell but that's a lot harder for me mm. you know I'm not the kind of guy um, right now who is gonna host a bunch of people at his apartment and uh, for for a party yes because you know I like I like but you know what I mean for like a community event because it it gives me anxiety it yeah. it makes me uncomfortable and so you know when i when you look at me now as like a snapshot what the projects that I'm working on and, and what I'm trying to do it's geared towards what I'm good at mm. it's geared towards what i know my strengths are um and 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 that's really helped me sort of foray myself into giving back over these last two three years that's awesome that's awesome I love both the
1: idea of doing something with your friends i we've really found that to be something that's helped push us. But I also love the idea of being self-aware of what you're good at and what, and what things that you could work on and just leaning in to those things that, that you're good at and saying like, I'm an organizer, or I'm really great at sharing information or I'm a knowledge seeker, or I'm really good at turning, you know, chaos into organization. Like just recognizing those things. Some people are thinkers, some people are doers, some people are speakers, Um, But all those things can be applied to just giving back to humanity in some way, shape or form, whether that be cleaning up someone's house after they've thrown a party or loading up your truck and driving down, you know, when it's dark and getting down there and helping people. and, And or the people that we had over at our house for this info night last month that they're going out there day after day like dropping off supplies to to houses, people in all these different communities or they're going out there and trying to stop the sweeps that the city's doing and things like that like there's so many different ways and that's why we've never necessarily said our way is one way we're just trying to help people discover that within themselves and kind of activate them in one way or another so it's really good to kind of hear the perspective of someone that's just like i just had this other idea and i kind of ran with it you know
0: Exactly. And I mean, one of the biggest draws for me the first time as well uh, with the orphanage stuff is uh, other than what I've said so far is I worked summer camps when I was growing up. And when I was in college, I I love kids. I mean, I love spending time with kids. It's something that I had a lot of experience with. Um, And and again, that that touches on, you know, what my personal strengths are, what I, I, I feel comfortable doing and. Going out and bringing down supplies and, and and spending time with these kids and bringing some joy, was again. I was like, I can fucking do that. I was like, let's just do it. And you know, the rest is history. At least at you're point. great at it. <laughs> it was okay. I'll, I'll yeah. take. It. Got a, got a little competitive uh, in <laughs> basketball, but uh, we all did, so that's fine. <laughs> ah, this is gold. Yeah. yeah,
2: dude, thank you.
0: Oh, absolutely, my pleasure. Absolutely. Let's keep recording. Hold on. Yeah, yeah.
1: There's there's one more thing we're gonna do.
0: I'd like to do a thank you at the end, too.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, Ooh, okay. The cards? Kyle pulled out the silver so,
1: what is So, this, this is the segment that we're going to add on to our podcast that I thought of um, two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't like necessarily like marketing, necessarily, what we're doing. But at the same time, it, I, it's just something that I think is really going to help change the world. And uh, we put out this card game called Silver Stations. Okay, I don't know if you've seen it yet. It's I, I I remember he's seen, seeing on a
0: social media. You've
1: probably I seen believe. like the postcard, post-it versions, and, and yeah, all this yeah, stuff. yeah. That that sounds familiar. Well, it's a
0: it's a real thing now. Okay, comes yeah, in box. See. You got a box, and the <laughs> graphics, and
1: everything. Yeah, you can play the card, attach it. Okay. Oh
0: um, yeah, that's real. Uh, <laughs>
1: um, so we're just gonna try out one thing. Basically, there's a hundred cards in here, and the idea is that there's various activities and, and things that you can help kind of open a discussion with any group of people you're with, your friends, your family, your coworkers, whatever it might be. And they're all based under four categories, courage, compassion, wonder, and community. So I'm just going to pull a random card and you can answer it. Let him pull it. Oh yeah. You pull a card,
0: right. pick a card, any card, pick a card any card, <laughs> but okay. here's the
1: thing. You're also more than welcome to not answer it.
0: Okay. Just, gonna, just if it's... I'm like, going to do everything I can to answer I'm, I'm Okay. Generally yeah. an open book. Do I read it or do you? Yeah, read it. Read it. Okay. This is a compassion card. If you could try any other job for a week, what would you do? Um, honestly, uh, my first thought is to do what my uncle does. My uncle's a, a, a nature and tribal photographer out in Africa. He lives in Cape Town. And he... It sounds like he has the most amazing job. Um, he's got a great, great eye for photography, and and just some of the images he comes up with are just phenomenal. And the stories that he has, um, that's absolutely Whoa. What I would love to do. So, that's so crazy. Yeah. So is it like preservation work? N- not as much. Um, not really pres- uh, preservation work. It's 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 very artistic. He does a lot of black and white. Um, he just likes to capture, I guess, you know what, in a, in a sense, I I think photography is, 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 is always a bit of preservation. It's, uh, making sure to memorialize a lot of the traditional aspects of what a lot of the African tribes have to offer. he travels around, um, you know, central and Southern Africa and, and, and takes these photographs of traditional dances of traditional ceremonies, um, things like that, um, and uh, when you have, you know, a lot of the, the conservation uh, issues with, you know, poaching, for example, of, of wildlife out in Africa, um, I think, you know, taking those kind of pictures uh, memorializes that, uh, brings awareness to that, and and again, preserves, you know, what if our, the next generation doesn't have tigers, it doesn't have certain animal, it doesn't have a certain tribe. So in a sense, I, I would say, yeah, preservation, but I think it's more the... Artistic side of it that really draws me because yeah. my job is so yeah. and I love my work yeah. what I do for a living. I absolutely love it, but it's not the most creative line of work So something that's that's more pure and 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 and, and creative in that respect has draw for me
2: I can only imagine what a day,
1: a day in the life is for your uncle
0: Lombro Lombro, shout Lombro, out to Lombro. Lombro. <laughs>
1: Thank you Lombro. Yeah, Damn. awesome, man well, thanks for playing. <laughs> yeah, That's, that actually. was really good. That was a really great card. <laughs> yeah, really no, glad you pulled it. That worked
0: out really well. <laughs> yeah, conversations.
2: Awesome. Yeah. We're uh, yeah. So the events, right? Like you earlier talking about social anxiety. Huh. Um, something that we realized maybe a couple of years ago was all of our work is based on events, and they're all very much like social events. You got to right? be together in real life, and it's not the most accessible for every person right? Um, and this card game came out of that sort of idea. is like, okay, how do, we, how do we bring EIGs to more people and like ha- kind of give them the tools to try to create that environment where they can really get to know people and start to explore these sorts of things about what it is to be human and the world we live in and how we give back and the, all those sorts of things. But like on your own terms, you know? So like, that could be for you to gather around whoever you want to gather around to have these conversations with.
0: Yeah. And and it's something that I remember a a few months ago, maybe six months ago, you, you, me and Ray sat down and had dinner and had a great talk about ideas for community events. And, and I agree with everything you said. I think, you know, both you and Kyle said is, you know, it is, it's an, it's an amazing way for people to help come out of their shell, to create a sense of community. Um, And, and the, that sort of anxiety that I described earlier is a very new thing for me. Mm. I'm, you know me. You guys have known me mm-hmm. for a long time. I'm an extremely social person. You know, I I, I I love social interaction. But one thing I've realized in the last few years is that in situations where I know everyone or I know most of the people at a function, I feel extremely comfortable. In situations where that's not the case, I feel very anxious and I feel very mm. closed off. Mm and and that's something that I'm very self-aware of and something that I've been working on for a while but you know again when it comes to EIX community events and uh, I mean there's both sides of it because if I come more then I then I become more friends with these people and then I, that anxiety reduces but it's taking that first step to really do that that's just it's a it's a mental thing for me that that I'm I'm working hard on trying to yeah. trying to overcome yeah. mm-hmm.
1: and I can just imagine if you had the opportunity to be in a group of three or four people that you didn't know, and just if all you had to answer that card, there's just a little bit less of a, a barrier there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It it creates a more personal experience and and that's what you guys do. And that's something that I know in my, you know, I know in my mind, but the emotional aspect is something that I'm still trying to figure out how to overcome. Cause there is a, you know, you have the logical side and you have the emotional side and it's, it's, it's hard sometimes to reconcile the two. Yeah. Uh, but, but again, work in progress, like, like, oh, all, of us. like nice. all of us, yeah, we're all work in progress.
1: Man, it's been awesome, dude. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. No, thank you guys for, for, for inviting me and uh, letting me come on and chat a little bit. I hope I get another chance to you sometime in the future. Dude.
1: Anytime. I mean, we want to, this is just about talking to people that are good people and everybody has really crazy stories to share that you like you said maybe in a social setting you don't get to dive into any of those stories heck most we probably didn't know most of those stories right so i'm bro now i know about Lambro. yeah yeah yeah. i'll I'll show you his website after yeah Yeah. (laughs) yeah it's great man it's great to be uh in in community with you and and much appreciated for for taking the leaps that you have and and we're all changing the world a little bit at a time and, and you're a part of that.
0: So yeah, it's, it's absolutely my pleasure. Uh, and, uh, just keep moving it forward. All of us in, in, in any way that we can, it's all we can do.